Hi, uh, welcome to the show again. Um, so how about hey, you introduce yourself you. to the listeners again? Yeah, sure. This is Joe. Um, I'm an independent game developer in Los Angeles, and I like to make games for iPhone and iPod Touch, and my most recent release is Airy Canary Free. Okay, and so last time we were just discussing how you got into mobile games and some of the details of your gameplay, but now we're discussing ways that you're going to market your game. How are you going to promote your game? So there's so many apps on the iPhone store. You know, let's let's talk about what you're doing to promote your game in terms of pricing. I mean, is it is it a free game? Um, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. Eric Mary is free and. There are Apple um, ads just on the home screen. Okay. And, and then, um, yep. And how do you, how do you, and how's that working? Are are people, like, do the ads get good CPMs? Is that something that you feel is a stand, sustainable model, or are you thinking of actually charging or having like a light version and then a, a paid version? Well, I, I think the ads um, actually it, it is sustainable. Um, assuming um, the game can get kind of like high up in the app store, maybe like, I don't know, top 100 or something. I, I think um, you know, the amount of downloads that the game would get if it were to get that high would um, generate a, a good amount of revenue from the ads. Um, also, I, I have been thinking about having like a free version with ads and then a paid version without ads. Um, I'm not exactly sure how I would how I would do that, but... Um, like I was thinking about making a version for iPad. And I think okay. maybe I would charge for that and like have no ads in that. Um, now the other issue is uh, you ha- you added social features. So the last time we discussed uh, the fact that you allowed uh, posting to Twitter and Facebook. Um, what are other things that you're going to put into the game itself to make it viral or um, make it something that can that people want to share with other people? Well, I, th- I think um, you know, the only thing that really comes to mind is putting in other things that are just just for fun in the game, yeah. like you know things that don't require the user to to learn any new control schemes or to to read any instructions. Just um, something fun, like a theme, like maybe um, oh I don't know, like like a desert theme or like a you know like a, a tropical island with volcanoes theme or something. But just things that are fun and. Yeah. Um, you know, can require like small changes to the, the artwork and stuff. And I feel like if I keep updating the app um, yeah. with with additions like that, um, I, I think it will gain some traction eventually. And then I, I'd imagine there's kind of like a, a tipping point where as soon as you know two or three of my friends are are playing the game, then all of a sudden I want to play the game. And then when they tweet or post their high scores to Facebook, then I'll want to. You know, beat their high scores, and so I'll start tweeting and posting my high scores as well. Um, but that's just kind of what I'm working towards. Um, okay. I, I don't know if it's going to work out, but I think it's a fun and interesting thing to try. Now, another thing that uh, some developers do is they take analytics to see how long people are playing and you know how often people play the game. Is that something that you also keep track of? Um, right now, I don't have any analytics in the game. Yeah. R- really, the only... Um, you know, quote-unquote analytics I have is just the number of downloads, and then I can also look at um, the ads, which I, you know, a little finer-grained detail. I can kind of see like the number of requests and the number of impressions and stuff 
but that, that's pretty much all that I look at. Can you uh, can you talk about how many downloads you've had so far? Um, yeah, sure. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if I want to say the, the exact number. I mean, sure. it, it's pretty small. Okay. Um, but I, I guess on the bright side, I think given the small number of downloads, the ad revenue that I get per day is you know, it, it's kind of like hopeful. Like if I were to multiply the downloads by a factor of 100, yeah. then I think the ad revenue could be multiplied by a factor of something, I don't know, 50 or 100, and, and that would be pretty neat. Yeah. Um, so the challenge... Yeah. yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Well, what I was going to say is the challenge most developers have is, you know, how do they increase that download number? You know, like, how are you going to get a ton of people to play it? I know you mentioned the themes, and maybe, like, even a theme for Valentine's Day or something else like that as it comes sure, up. Sure. But, um, you know, what are other... Do you think it, the leaderboard will help? Like, do you think... I know we we talked about it in, in the last interview, but what about the Game Center? Do you feel that's something that can give you more exposure for your game in a, in a like, a very strong way, or does it even really matter? I mean, because you could implement leaderboards without the Game Center, right? So. Yeah, yeah, I could. Um, you know, th- to tell you the truth, I don't really know how much additional exposure the leaderboard w- would give. Kind of my thinking about having a, a leaderboard is just it'll allow people to see, like, what their friends' yeah. scores are or, what, like, you know, a random person's scores you know, like a, some unbelievably high score that some random person got, and then they'll want to try to beat that. So I think, yeah, I don't think I'm really looking for any more exposure with the leaderboard. Well, that'll the, that'll yeah. raise addictiveness, right? Like, so people will be like, oh, you know, it's like, wow, I want to beat this other person. Um, yeah. So that that's definitely one thing leaderboards can do. Um, but putting it in the game center, what, like, are there any other game center features you're using that, could help it, or uh, right now I'm, I'm not using any game center features. In fact, I don't I don't really know all that much about game center. Okay. <laughs> I think um I I just had this kind of like vague notion that it would be an easy way to have online leaderboards. Okay. Um, um, yeah, I think in, in terms of like uh, gaining traction in the app store, the, the one thing that really sticks out to me is um, something that one of the guys from Lima Sky, excuse me, a Lima Sky. Um, the company that created Doodle Jump said on a podcast, I think okay. he said that um, they just kept updating the game yeah. over and over again. And and my impression, you know, kind of what I took away from that was, you know, maybe the game won't have tons of traction on day one, but like over maybe six months with you know a, a dozen updates or two dozen updates or something, then then maybe it'll gain a little bit more uh, traction. Yeah, I think that's something that also the pocket guy mentioned uh, when I interviewed him was that. They updated it like almost every day, so. Um, oh wow! Or no, not every day. I I'm exaggerating. Uh, I meant to say every week. So they were working on it every day, but they would have like weekly releases. So, um, yeah, maybe that's so. That's definitely one way. But the thing about Doodle Jump is they also had a unique art style. Do you think that lent itself to why it succeeded, or is so? Is that something yeah. you're? So is that something you're looking into also, is just kind of making it feel more unique? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I, I think unique is good. I think what um, what I really like about the Doodle Jump art style is I feel like it's it's very easy for like the user to absorb. So yeah. if, if I'm maybe like waiting for the bus or something, or if I'm sitting in a restaurant, um, I can just pick up my phone and play the game, and I don't I'm not like burdened with trying to absorb 
you know, some very complex artwork, which may be beautiful, but it may not be right for a casual yeah. game. So I definitely want to have, like, unique artwork, but the, the emphasis is on um, kind of simplicity and making it fun, but, like, very easy to understand. Okay. And um, are there going to be any new me- game mechanics that you're going to focus on um, for future updates? Mm. Or is it mainly just going to be about, you know, maybe content pack updates, maybe kind of like social feature updates, and, um, yeah, that's about it. Yeah, um, well, I haven't thought of any new game mechanics. Yeah. The kind of updates that I'm, that I'm really looking forward to, I'm not exactly sure which category these fall into, but, um, like, for example, in one of the latest updates, um, there's, like, a little brick wall and then a giant star behind it. And the star is so close to the brick wall that it, it's almost impossible to collect without flying right through the brick wall. Well, okay. if, if you do that with no armor, then it's like game over. But <laughs> if you have armor, then you can just fly through the brick wall, break it. You lose your armor, but you get like this big star, which is worth like 500 points or something. Okay. So I'm, I'm looking to make um, kind of like obstacles yeah. in the game that are... Um, that kind of follow that same pattern. And, and one kind of cool one I was thinking about would be like a maybe like a big brick box where you, you have to have armor to break in and then you can collect a bunch of high-valued items inside, like, I don't know, 10 like, big stars or something, but then you have to collect armor again while you're inside the box in order to break out. Um, and th- that's just one example, but I think it would be kind of fun to keep that like helicopter game mechanic but have a little bit more... Um, uh, what's the right word, like a little bit more uh, you know, complex optic obstacles to navigate through. Okay. Um, you know, won't, won't complexity, though, turn off the casual game developer? What are, what are your thoughts on that? Um, you well, know? I mean, yeah, making it too complex, I think, would would turn off, you know, people who, who like to play casual games. But I, I think that there's maybe different ways in which you could make a game complex. Like, for example... I could um, add something to the game that requires the user to read, like, two screens of instructions that are all written in, like, you know, a, a tiny font. That would be a, kind of like a, an undesirable increase in complexity. But I feel like the, the obstacle that I just described where you'd have to break in and out of, like, some box in order to, create, to collect a bunch of high-value items, I feel like that's, um, that's kind of like a fun increase in complexity. Okay. And... It, it just seems, you know, it seems like if users played the game long enough to get to the point where those type of obstacles start to appear, that um, they'd be pretty easy to understand. Okay, um, let's talk about, um, you know, user testing. Have you been user testing this? Have you seen how people have responded to the game? Yes, I, I have been user testing. Um, in fact, I think that's probably like been the most fun um, part of developing the game. Um, I'll just give you a little bit of background. When I was developing Cheese Island, um, yeah. I did some user testing, and you know, usually it was just with friends. And I would hand them the phone and fire up the app, and, and they would play it for maybe like I don't know, t- ten or fifteen seconds, and then just kind of hand the phone back to me and say, you know, oh, oh yeah, that was great. Kind of like typical, you know, friend feedback. But um, yeah. but when I would give people um, Eric Canary to test, you know, we'd be having a conversation, like you know, over a meal or whatever, and I'd hand him the phone, turn on the app, and then like the conversation would just stop, and and they would get 
kind of, you know, immersed in the game. I mean, not for a really long time or anything, but yeah. maybe for like 30 seconds or a minute or something like that. And it, it just seemed like it had a little bit more of a hook. So, yeah, th- yeah that made user testing kind of like very rewarding fun. What, why would you say that people responded to Airy Canary differently than Cheese Island? What changed? Is it because you have a bird now? Like, um, Yeah. Well, I mean, the controls are totally different. In Cheese Island, I just wanted to make a game with um, controls that were based on the accelerometer. And so oh, okay. if, if you can imagine, like, a 2D side-scroller um, going to the side, you know, the controls were... Um, <laughs> You know, they, they weren't that great, so I just think it's not that fun to to play, honestly. I mean, it was a good learning experience, but as soon as I um, got that helicopter game mechanic uh, implemented, then I think that made a huge difference. Okay. And what would you say, then, are the top two or three lessons that you've learned or that you wish you would have known when you first started uh, development for the iPhone? Mm, that's a good question. Um, I think... Well, the first one that comes to mind is is just the importance of making apps or games that are um, like very, very easy to understand and easy to absorb. Like uh, I don't know if I mentioned this before, but one of my first apps was a, a cigar. It's just like a picture of a cigar, and it it burns, and you can tilt the phone to make it to puff the cigar, and so on. And that's like I feel like that's extremely easy to to understand. Um, yeah. Whereas Cheese Island really isn't, but I think I'm kind of coming back to back to something that I, I guess I knew kind of intuitively. You know, just make simple games or simple apps. That's yeah. like the number one thing. Um, I don't I don't really know what two and three are. Okay. But try to have fun. Okay, great. And um, where can listeners uh, check out the game? You know, play it. Uh, potentially, you know, get the high score or something else like that. Um, well, you you can download it from. Uh, the iTunes App Store. Um, if you want to check out some screenshots, you can look at them on fizzbuzzgames.com. Okay. And um, you can follow me on Twitter. It's uh, fizzbuzzgames. Great. Uh, we're talking with Joe from Fizzbuzz Games. And uh, thanks again for your time. Yeah, sure. Thank you. Yep. Take care. Bye. Okay, bye.